Welcome to Darkfire Taverns, where heroes meet, episode 1. JF here, better known as Darth Frog, and over there is Prabhu, best known as Narakasuri. Together, we will be discussing everything that is Darkfire Heroes, the mobile RPG game. We'll not only bring you in-depth looks at the heroes and game formats, while sharing tips and tricks to become more successful, we'll also be bringing you up to date with news around the community. But before we get into all that, uh, maybe just some introductions are in order. Uh, my name again is JF. Uh, most people will know me on uh, in the community as Darth Frog, and I am a co-leader of the top clan in the game, uh, Diablo Two. And as is uh, my friend here, Prabhu, is the other co-leader of Diablo Two. Yeah. So basically, I joined the game early access mode around middle of Feb, twenty twenty, and uh, pretty lucky as I thought I was in an active clan which turned out to be pretty inactive, and there's only three of us that were actually doing anything. Were you um, in there with somebody else up. too? Sorry. Yeah, I was actually in there with Ovaldi and Liverpool from Legends Only. And uh, yeah, so they jumped to two different clans. So I think Liverpool jumped to Brotherhood, which is now defunct, and yes, they've merged with uh, assassins and Obaldi had jumped over to Legends Only. I then jumped ship as well and I joined Diablo 2. And yeah, I I joined and I think I was chatting to yourself and Jen. And uh, yeah, I was, was like, oh, cool. You yeah. finally got an active clan. <laughs> yeah, and it was, it was great because it was uh, when uh, we were going into the chat because the server of uh, the Discord server for uh, Darkfire Heroes, their main one, their official one, I should say, um, was very dead. Uh, not really dead, but it was it was very quiet. And I remember there was a, a clans chat and a clans recruitment, so it was a little bit all over the place. And you being in there, and you just kind of showed up and were like, "Hey, we should grab this guy," and finally did. And then it's like, "Where did this guy come from? He's actually really good." <laughs> yeah, I think one of the first comments was. Damn, this guy chats a lot. <laughs> Which was great. Um, I remember, because for me, it was uh, when we started with uh, Jen, he, him and I were actually uh, on different clans as well. And my clan was actually fairly active. It was called the Frenchies. But as the game, the, the portion of the game that started to slow down and people were leaving, uh, we were looking at each other and it was like, okay, we got to do something. And we started talking privately and finally getting together and uh, deciding to, to merge the clans. And uh, that's when, you know, we joined, Frenchies joined Diablo 2. And then we started looking for other people and we were really active in trying to, uh, to keep the clan going because people were just dropping left, right, and center. Yeah, because I think that was around the time when, I mean, the game was going really well. And then we just got this really quiet period. And that was around the time that Rovio was acquiring the game, right? And all of a sudden, I think, because they were in the process of the acquisition, nobody knew what was going on. So therefore, there was this bit of silence, because obviously they were under the NDAs, right? They couldn't talk about it. Yeah, and it was almost a trifecta of, of things that were going on. There was the, uh, they were trying to make um, anti-cheat, because uh, that was, uh, I mean, ROM just came out in the uh, past event, and uh, Leovani. And both of those were up for coming out last year around this time. And then they, they said, no, it's not coming out. The next event's not coming out because there's, they need to do some stuff for anti-cheating. 
And then there was COVID that came out and then um, Rovio acquisition. So it was just one thing after another that made the game stall out. Yeah, it is almost like a perfect storm at that moment, right? And I guess it was actually for the better, right? Because you got the Rovio acquisition. We know that the team managed to sort out all the cheating stuff and they shifted everything to the cloud, which made it easier for them to manage everything. So and once we got the announcements that Rovio had taken over, we were like, okay, what does that mean now? And they were like, nope, don't worry. It's the entire team is still here. We're still up with the game. We're still doing everything. We've been working, getting development done and everything else. So we have a lot of stuff planned for you guys. And uh, I think that's when uh, we had a lot of, we had a lot of interest around the community doing stuff. And I think Legends picked up that one and they organized the first Arena Bash, which kind of developed into brawls later on. But that was pretty intense, wasn't it? Oh, that uh, birthday bash. That was the one year because they uh, the game started in September of 2019. September of 2020, Legends only. Hey, let's have a birthday bash. It sounded good in concept. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that in the end, we're all cursing them every time we have an arena bash now. Yeah, you know, the fun thing was, right, and I guess I'm lucky with that now is that I'm part of the player council and I get to chat to the devs and stuff. But Akia and Oath from Legends were already part of the council and they had spoken to the devs around this. And the devs were like, yep, you know what? We're going to create some cool frames for you guys. And they set up a Twitch stream and everything else as well. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fun, but that was intense. A week of pure PvP. Oh, I, I totally forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. Tell you, you just said it now. I totally forgot about the uh, the Twitch stream that they had. That is something I would love for them to do again. That was so much fun to uh, to go in and watch some, uh, some games of other people that had just played. Because I think there was a small delay, so sometimes you could catch some of your own games in there. But that was that was a lot of fun, and the fact that they were able to, uh, like you said, create frames with the balloons and stuff like that that was that was super fun, and it uh, it made it look it showed that they were willing to work with the community, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess has been one of the best things about this game is that the dev team have been absolutely involved with the community totally. I mean, now we got Oscar who's basically the face of Discord, right? And he's been chatting to the guys all the time. He's on there daily. He's always helping out with stuff, getting involved. But just from a feedback perspective, I mean, they're always in there. They're always approachable. And yeah, I mean, we could in the early days just DM the guys or we could just chat with them in chat, right, on, on Discord itself. And they've made themselves available, which made a massive difference to understanding the game and getting shit done. Yeah, and it's it's really fun to be part of that community when it's small. So when I started, I think I started one day after you. Um, so we both started basically the same time. And as the community fell apart somewhat when everybody was leaving because nothing was changing, nothing was going, um, the vocal community was super positive. There was a few negative uh, people in there, but they were... You know, you can't please everybody, especially in a time like this. But I think that the, there was a very positive vibe still of like, just wait, just wait, give them time, give them time. Um, and they were talking to us every once in a while. And it, it was um, felt like could have a say in what was going on. And I think they remember some of those old, that old guard, right? Um, and you see them now in uh, the council, right? There's a lot of these guys that were around for a long time are part of the council. 
can you talk a bit a bit about the council and what that all entails since you're part of it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the council is pretty cool. So basically what they've done is there's a lot of us from the old guard. There's a couple of new players, newer players in there as well. And we are basically a bunch of people that help out on the main Discord as well in terms of providing advice to the to newer players, any questions that pop up. But I think one of the more exciting parts is speaking to the dev team around what are their plans for the game, what's the roadmap, getting involved in there. And as players, as the representative of the players, how do we feel the game should move and what features do we feel are lacking and what features do we think should be added in from a player perspective that they haven't thought of so far, right? And I guess that's one of the things that people don't think about is that things things like this are planned like three, six months in in advance. So they already have resources allocated to getting things done. So we might find something that's like, oh, this would be really awesome to put in. And the team will be like, you know what that is? Um, let's see if we can put it into the schedule. We have a few things planned for the next couple of months or so, but we might be able to work that in there. And I guess that's where it gets really interesting because when they see things of real value that the community brings, because they know like the head of the studio himself is part of the main Discord. He actually leads a clan in the game, which is awesome, right? And, and which clan is you, that? You wouldn't think that. I don't know myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's one of the interesting things is that you actually have the head of the studio. And this is the thing, right? It's an indie studio that when COVID hit, they were in the middle of getting acquired by Rovio. They had to shift the entire thing from working from an office to working independently. And they still managed to put on high quality game like this and to carry on with the acquisition. And we all know that Rovio aren't a small company, right? So for them to have seen what they saw then and to carry it on with it, so we definitely know that there's something good in the making, yeah. Yeah, because it co- uh, totally yeah. could have uh, bombed out with COVID hitting at just that time where they were, you know, trying to get traction. And like we had mentioned before, you know, they were trying to, to fix certain portions of the game and then they're putting on hold because of that. And then COVID hits, like the whole thing could have fallen apart. So we got to give props to that team to, to, to moving forward and to constantly doing so. And again, props to the community that loyal part of the community that stayed and kept on playing. And I know that I started buying the monthly packs. They came out at one point. That was one of the, uh, the cool uh, things that they had added at one point. Was, uh, and I started buying them and I was like, Hey, you know what? I don't mind supporting this, this game. I really like it. And I think a lot of the community did that, which allowed for the game that we have today. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, if you look at that, I mean, from, a Diablo 2 perspective, I think almost every single person in the clan buys that at the moment. But even back then, there were quite a lot of us that were. And even if you look at the council itself, if you look at the top three clans, so Diablo 2, Legends Only, and Assassins, right? And all three of them are represented in the council itself. So you got Bardamu who heads up Assassins, and he used to head up Crusaders before who were... Uh, one of the top guilds, uh, a lot of Akia, who heads up Legends Only, and he's been part of the original council before Robio uh, acquired uh, Darkfire Heroes. And then I joined recently as well, in uh, December, same time as Bardamu. So, I mean, that's been one of the things, is that you have representative from the top three clans, but you also have other players in there as well. And 
So we have Resurrected, who just recently merged with Merchants Only, but their guild leader or clan leader, Aces, was is also part of the council, right? So you have Aces that have been around for a while, and then you have Adriana, who's also who's basically the player face of the squad, right? He's in there all the time, and um, he's part of the council as well. So it's pretty good that we have that represent that representation in there. Yeah, and and, uh, and they, the the um, you talk about Adriana and uh, you know what they bring into the council and stuff like that. And I look at actually, um, I'm not. I think that it was um, uh, Lukaka that started the uh, the spreadsheet that everybody's using now, which has all of the heroes and the, the gear in there and stuff like that. And Adriana took care of it. Now takes care of it now and uh, actually I think updated it. I'm not 100% sure about that whole story, but um, it's tools like that that are being created. The wikis being uh, done by the community. Um, and now, you know, with this council, this is a really, really strong community. And I think that overall, what I love about it is that it's positive. It's a positive vibe, 100%. And I love being part of it. And it's what's keeping me in the game. I love the game, but I love the community at the same time. Yeah, definitely. If you look how much the community puts into the game itself, they created, as you mentioned, right, uh, Luca created the wiki, and he created that initial spreadsheet. And from there, Adriana's just run with it. Like, um, Luca's moved on now, but Adriana's taken over the wiki, and uh, as Admin Rice on the wiki, is basically in charge of the wiki, is the owner of the wiki now. And the dev team actively updates stuff on the wiki as well. They put up all the latest pictures, they give the updates on how effects and stuff work in the game. I mean, everybody chips in and provides different things, isn't it? I mean, every single day there's something new that the community adds, either to the wiki or, or to the Discord itself, new tools and management, etc. So what I would love for the, dev, uh, the devs to add to the game is something that I brought to the community, and it's something that I kept myself, was uh, called Garth's Rankings. Now, for anybody who doesn't know that, I have just recently posted them on the useful information channel on their uh, official Discord. And it's since the uh, events have started back up again, it's September, uh, keeping track of where everybody finishes. Uh, I'm keeping track more of the, the, top, the top seven. And the top seven was only came about because it was... That was the first page. Uh, so without scrolling, you see seven uh, players or seven clans. And then I decided to use the uh, kind of the idea of the old Formula One uh, racing structure of points. So in very heavily tilted towards uh, a win because winning is hard. I myself, as you know, all the, the, the events that I've played, I got a single one. I know you have a lot more. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you're just behind uh, Kuya Cleric, right? I think you still haven't caught him. No, I've actually caught him. I'm on 16. Both of us are on 16 at the moment. Which is crazy. He's been out of the game for a few months now. So you've done an extra how many events? And like... Yes, yeah, so I think he left in what? After the first event in Jan. So... Well, I think he March, left before that. It was December. So if you, yeah, it's less include Jan, right? So that's two events in Jan. And if you look at average of two events, of two leaderboards per event, so that will be four events no, per month. No, that's seven that's leaderboards. It's an extra, it's an extra oh, seven. Seven, seven or eight, because uh, you're talking individual here. Oh, yeah, We're now talking clan. Mm. So this guy was crazy. Anyway, outside yeah, of... Yeah, that's one leaderboard, <laughs> right? 
That's so, 21 leaderboards. Yeah. So outside of Kuya, it's hard getting a uh, getting a win. So I wanted to tilt it a lot heavier towards the win uh, for points wise, and I think it's worked out well. I mean, I'm having fun with it. Most people are having fun with it. I know that um, uh, Genzik, our our clan leader, the boss, um, looks at that and really cares about getting on there and getting points and uh, making sure that, you know, he's one of the top players and stuff like that. So, you know, I wish that there was something like that in the game itself, especially for clans, individuals. It doesn't really matter that much. I mean, you keep track of your own stuff, but it would be fun. And now I've also started trying to keep track of the uh, uh, the trophy count that we have as we go, So, which I should be doing one at some time uh, soon because the season's coming to an end, you know, and... Uh, It'd be fun to see that. I think there's not enough clan stuff in the game to really make people like, hey, we, we got to go for this. Yeah, and um, if if you look at that, right, so you're talking about those rankings from the clan perspective but also from the trophies. And that's actually part of the reason why we ended up opening up a second clan, right? And right. Initially, we had, initially, we had allied ourselves with uh, a clan called Dark Fire Heroes. And uh, that carried on for about a month or so, or just almost two months. And then I guess it was just differing opinions from there. And then we ended up creating our own clan from there, which is sponsored Diablos. And I mean, they've been performing amazingly well, right? You look at that and they're already the fourth ranked clan in the game. They've taken a win away from Diablo 2, right? From the main clan, <laughs> from one of the arena bashes. I mean, if you think about it, that's been the only dent in our armor so far is... Basically, our kids kicked our ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, as as for for clans, and you look at some of the upcoming clans, you've got you know, we are grouped, deplorables, uh, Formosa is coming up, and you've got these clans that really want to make a name for themselves, and it would be nice to have something that they can constantly look at and not just wait for the events and for those clan uh, leaderboards to come in, and as we get into uh, you know, the global launch was just coming just this in April, this month. It would be nice to have that. You'll have so many more clans, so many more active people and going. So that's that's another reason to, I think, to have something like that. Speaking of global launch, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, from my side, there's a couple of things that I'm... I mean, I think Oscar just announced on Discord on the Friday past, right, that they opened the game up to four more countries before the global launch, it was Italy, Spain, New Zealand, and Australia. Right. And straight away, the game already hit number one in uh, New Zealand. Right? So the Kiwis are definitely loving it. And they, they're like, okay, cool. This is one for us. That's and awesome. Aussies will probably be up there as well. Right? Yeah, I mean, straight away, these guys are up there. And I think like one of the big things would be from the arena perspective, because right now we have bots in the game as well. So basically what that is, is that for arena matches, you can either go up against a player, and if there's no human players available, then the game will match you up against the AI. And it'll be interesting to see, once the launch happens, just a total influx of players in there, right? And the chances of coming up against a bot will just diminish so much more. And right now, I think every third or fourth game is against a bot for some of us. For some other levels, it's a bit might be a bit more frequent, but that'll be a massive one. And another thing would be more players, which will mean more money for the game, which would mean the devs can actually put on more and more stuff in 
into the game itself. And with the backing of Roview behind them, as the game takes off, and if it grows even more and more, I mean, this could end up being a massive, massive game. Yeah, and with this influx of new players and everything else, it could lead into something as much as, like, esports, maybe? But I think that's for another time. But you know what? Honestly, Prabhu, yeah, but I think we've rambled on just a little bit too much. And I think in the future episodes, we'll break down more... uh, We'll pick our spots a little bit more and actually give some um, some detail, talk more about the game and maybe give some tips and tricks and some hints and uh, hopefully hit for newer players, older players, mid players and uh, try to make the show interesting and stuff like that. But for now, I think we've said enough. Quick question. Yes. This is something I've debated for a while, right? And no matter who I speak to, some guys agree, some don't, right? And let's see what you say. Everybody's favorite tank in the game. How do you pronounce his name? I pronounce it as like. I pronounce oh, it as Oto. No. Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. I pronounce it as Lick. In my head, it's Lick. I know, I know. It's. I don't think it's right anymore. There is was a little conversation in the Discord channel. And one of the things that was said, and it was by Oscar himself, saying that he looks at it as... The first part of lichen so he pronounces like so i'm kind of on the like now but i used to be on the lick so i like the lick or i no longer yep. like the lick <laughs> you know what i think i'm gonna end it here <laughs> so that is going to be it for tonight folks and uh, on behalf of prabhu and myself we wish you all a good night 